Welcome to the campfire, the only place where friends and strangers alike sit down and tell tales in truth or fiction in exchange of my blessing of their safe travels. Allow me to relight the fire while you relax and listen. Make your mind wander about the reality we live in. The story I'm about to tell you is from a traveler named Erushus. He called this experience. I quit my job at Stagview Prison. Please, allow me to tell you his tale. I quit my job at Stradview Prison today. I've been a correctional officer for about a year now, and I found the job exciting and rewarding. I'd been discharged from the military after two years for medical reasons, and as the bills piled up and my funds shrank into the double digits, I knew I had to find work. The state was paying Coe's good money with excellent benefits and they generally hired military guys over civilians. I put in an app and started my new and exciting life as a correctional officer within a month. After a year of yelling at grown men, searching cells, and a mountain of bullshit, I got myself into a little bit of trouble. I'd gotten a bit of a reputation for laying hands on unruly inmates. So when the major called me into his office, I kind of expected it. I had been assured by my fellow officers that I'd get a slap on the wrist, maybe a few days of administrative leave and be back to work within a week. What I hadn't expected was three months on post as I assessed my attitude and the way I interact with others. For those who don't know, post is the most boring assignment in all of corrections. You spend your night in a vehicle, driving around the perimeter trying not to fall asleep and crash your car into a ditch. It's tedious and unfulfilling work given to older officers, incompetent officers, or officers in need of a good slap on the nose. I was understandably upset about this development, but as there was nothing I could do about it, I swallowed my pride and prepared for my three-month stay in purgatory. Had I known what would happen to me, I'd have turned in my badge on the spot. I was met at the gate by Sergeant Mathis on what was to be my first night on post. I'd seen Mathis a few times since I'd started, but I didn't think I'd ever spoken with him. Mathis is old, old even by doc standards, and he's been riding post for the last 10 years of his career. To hear some of the older officers tell it, he used to be some badass on the compound, but he was sent to post after getting injured and just never came off it. He rides post every night, continually roving up and down his two-mile track, never missing a night. He looked about as thrilled to see me as I was to be here. Post may not seem as difficult as working on the compound, but you're the prison's first line of defense in many ways. They've put you on Route 2 tonight, the back line. So just be sure you're ready for 12 hours before you head out. He let his hand slide along the bed of the battered old Ford Ranger like a rider stroking an old but willing steed. So what do I do on post exactly? I know I patrol every 15 to 30 minutes, but other than patrol constantly, he said, rounding on me in sudden anger. He got very close to my face before I realized it, and his eyes were huge and staring. I took a step back from him, and the side mirror slapped into my back, making me jump. His face was wooden, ghoulish in its intensity, and he seemed on the verge of punching me. He seemed to realize what he was doing and took a step back. You want to patrol constantly. If you're always moving, 
then nothing can sneak up on you. Also, make sure you leave your cell phone in the car. I know some of you younger officers think no one will notice if you bring your phones out to post. But trust me when I say that you don't want any lights out there. No dome lights, no headlights, just use the light poles to navigate. And you'll be okay. I raised an eyebrow at him. Okay. From what? He didn't say anything. Just ran a hand along with the truck near a big dent in the back fender. Okay. From what? I asked again, and he seemed to notice me this time as he came back to reality. I had a conversation with a young officer like you once. Three years ago, he came out to post for a few weeks and didn't think he had to listen to my warnings either. They found his truck out by the post two shed, doors wide open, come morning after they couldn't raise him on the radio. He wasn't in it, there was no sign of him at all, and he didn't show up to work the next day. He didn't show up to work any day after that either and was never seen again. I scoffed, dude probably got bored and left. Mathis looked at me solidly, don't get complacent out there, boy. This isn't the sort of place that forgives complacency. There are things out there that are better kept out of prison. What those things were, he refused to elaborate on. He just stumped towards the front and away from me in the idling truck. The first hour and a half were very dull. I watched from the front seat of the ranger as they fed evening meals, watching the inmates scamper back to their dorms as daylight began to wane and night began to creep up. After sundown, the radio announced restricted movement and concluded any unsupervised strolls across the compound. It was 8 o'clock, only two hours into my shift, and I pulled up next to the post 2 shed and killed the engine. I put my feet up on the dash and pulled out my phone, not caring what some old fart had to say, as I surfed Reddit and checked my Facebook. It was a boring post, but I had to admit that it had its perks. As I sat, the sun waning and eventually dying around me, I started to catch something out of the corner of my eye. The compound sat perched on a little incline surrounded by thick wood. The woods were a good 50 feet away from the fences, but close enough to make them look menacingly close in the dark. Something kept bounding in and out of them just off to the left of my line of sight. Once or twice, I thought I caught a glimpse of a dog or something in the side mirror, but I shrugged it off and got back to my phone. By the time it was good and dark, it was time for me to take a turn around my part of the parameter. As I cranked the old truck, it sputtered and died on me. I cursed, twisted the key, and gave it some gas this time to make it sputter to life. They always gave corrections to the worst vehicles. I was driving around the little dirt path, trying to keep it on the road, when something big ran in front of my truck. I slammed on the brakes, but it was already gone. It had been on the fence side of the road and running for the woods. I'd only gotten a quick look at it as it loped past. It looked like a giant dog, and as I looked towards the woods, I couldn't see anything but the nearly invisible tree line. I was still feeling startled as I pulled back towards the sheds. What the hell was that thing? I had heard that some of the area dogs might have formed a little dog pack, but this thing had been bigger than the usual mutts I saw in the area. I parked and turned off the truck again, pulling out my phone to clear my head. Ten minutes of social media later, I had calmed down a little. I hadn't forgotten about the big dog thing, but I decided that I had blown it out of proportion. It was just a dog, nothing to worry about. When I looked back at the clock, I realized it was already ten o'clock. I cranked the truck again and was just about to pull onto the road again when something hit the side of my vehicle. I had reached for my monster in the cup holder just before the hit, 
and I cursed as the drink spilled all over my shirt. I shook the sticky liquid off as I looked behind me, thinking I had clipped the shed somehow. What I saw was a new dent in the back of my truck and no sight of whatever I had hit. If the dent hadn't been there, I would have thought I had imagined the whole thing. I got out and looked around, but there was nothing to see. Just a dent in the fender and the oppressive darkness around the shed. After doing my circuit again, I pulled back up to the shed in a pretty foul mood. I felt sticky and miserable. I was covered in the energy drink, my ass was starting to fall asleep, and I needed to pee like a racehorse. I looked around for a bathroom, but there was no bathroom to be seen. I wondered where the other post drivers went to the bathroom, probably carried a bottle or something. I looked around fretfully and finally decided to just go behind the shed. It was hidden pretty well, and I doubted that anyone would see me. I stepped out of the car, leaving the door open and the engine running, and walked behind the shed to do my business. I had barely started when I heard something slam into the side of the truck. A stream of hot piss joined the energy drink on my shirt as I jumped about a mile. I turned to see what had hit the car just as a second loud crunch shattered the passenger window. I got myself zipped up and rounded the shed, expecting a large dog or a bird, but I found it much worse. Between me and the door, its massive shoulder resting against the dent was something that was a part mountain lion and part nightmare hound. Its skin was midnight black, chitinous plates that creaked when it moved, with a long snout full of sharp teeth that dribbled over its jaws. Its eyes were non-existent, and its feet were home to long sharp claws that had sliced a line in the side of my ranger. It turned that eyeless head on me and opened its mouth to lose a loud, angry sound that immediately sent me running. My boots clapped against the dirt road as I ran for my life. As I ran, my mind raced, trying to form a plan that didn't involve trying to outsprint this thing for half a mile. I could double back to the car. I wasn't that far away, and there was a radio and a shotgun in there that I could use to call for help and defend myself. No matter how big this thing was, a load of buckshot to the face was likely to leave it in a bad way. Yeah. It probably hadn't even left the shed yet. I was sure I could turn now and make it back before it. I heard it snarl right behind me then and didn't have to look to know it was less than a foot away. I sprinted, running flat out, and if I'd fallen, I'd have died. I hadn't run far when my back exploded in agony. I wanted to stop, wanted to see how bad it had clawed me, but I knew I had to run. I ran, the spotlights offering me islands of light in the growing darkness. And as I ran, I heard its heavy footfalls behind me veer out of the light. It didn't seem to like being in the light, and I used this to my advantage. Putting on a burst of speed every time I left one of the islands of safety. I could see the curve that would take me around the fence and back into the prison's front area. There would be people there, guards in the control room, doors to hide behind. And people that would shoot this thing and let me live another day. That was when I tripped. I fell hard on the dirt rolling as I fell, and I covered my head with my arms as I came to a stop. I just knew that it would be on me now, tearing me apart, and I quivered as the seconds ticked on with no ripping pain. Something fell across me then, some bright flash that blinded me, even behind my closed eyelids. I sat as still as I could in the sand as some knew. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Roaring monster stopped inches from my head. The monster quieted all at once, and I heard someone ask what the hell I thought I was doing. I opened my eyes and found the post one vehicle sitting before me. Its lights bathing me where I sat. I didn't answer her. I just got up and ran. I ran to my truck, pushed the keys into the ignition, and thundered out of the parking lot like a bat out of hell. My phone rang about 10 minutes later, but I didn't answer it. It's been ringing all night, but I haven't answered it. I know it's the prison, but I don't care. I'm never going back there again. I'm sitting in the back tub, my back wound making the water red as I soak up all the heat. The cuts on my back are deep, but I don't know where to get them cleaned and tended to. I don't know if I ever want to leave the house again. What I saw tonight. I stumbled across something I can't explain. I'm not going back to work, but if you take my place, be sure to listen to the old man when he tells you to continually rove. If you have to go to post, make sure you follow the rules. Don't stop, don't bring anything out there that might draw its attention. And don't get out of the car for any reason. Otherwise, they might find your car out on post one morning after whatever lives in the woods finds you. Now, that was the end of my tale. I hope you enjoyed yourself, listening while escaping the world you live in. That is all for today. Safe travels, and a blessed day. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.